0: Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. One of the inevitable... Inescapable realities of life is that all of us, and yes, all of us, will at times get stuck in valleys. This, despite the inordinate amount of time and energy and resources we might spend to keep ourselves out of the valleys, to keep ourselves feeling happy, to keep feeling the highs, to keep ourselves. On the peaks. And yet we find ourselves in valleys, valleys in which we feel tired to our core, valleys in which we feel wearied in our spirits, valleys in which we feel dry to our bones. And as inevitable as hitting any of these valleys, is the reality that all of us, and yes, again, all of us, know or will know the grief of losing someone we love. And in such valleys as these, all of us can say, all of us, like the whole house of Israel in exile and uncertainty, our bones are dried up. And our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. But as we see and hear today, even when in deepest grief, we are never too grieved for joy. Even when our bones are dried up, we are never too brittle for new life. Even when stuck in the deepest of valleys, we are never beyond the reach. Of saving, because by the power and the presence of God, we are never alone, never forgotten, and never beyond hope. For as the prophet Ezekiel tells the scattered people of Israel, thus says the Lord God, You shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. It's hard for me to believe, but I've been a priest for two and a half years. Ordained a deacon nearly three years ago and in that what sounds like a short period of time, and in the grand scheme it is, I've still presided at a number of funerals. The same is true, perhaps even more so, for Cheryl and Philip. It's a significant part of what we do as our vocation. And each and every funeral that you attend here or elsewhere is hopefully anchored with the same message. The message that we all, all of us, have the tremendous privilege to preach. The message of hope, even in grief. The message of life, even in death. And if you've been to a number of funerals then you will probably recognize that a significant portion of today's gospel passage is among the most frequently used to proclaim this message, and for good reason. In this passage, we hear the story, unique to the Gospel of John, about the death of Mary and Martha's brother, and the death of Jesus' friend, Lazarus. And when Jesus arrives, Martha and Mary, they say the same words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And still others said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind men have kept this man from dying? They had seen and they had heard the miracles that he had performed, things beyond which they had thought possible And yet they still questioned him. But as we hear, Martha says to Jesus, But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. And here, even Here at this moment, even Jesus, knowing what he was about to do, grieved, and he wept. And for this man whom he loved and now grieved, he now cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And there again before them, Jesus did what they thought absolutely impossible. The most impossible act of all, bringing the dead back to life. The greatest sign yet of his identity and his purpose, an indication of what he had already accomplished, as we hear in the beginning of John's gospel, that all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. And a sign of what Jesus would accomplish soon thereafter. The full manifestation of the words that he says here to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Not resuscitation to this life, as we see here today with Lazarus, but a sign of resurrection to new and everlasting life, as we will soon celebrate at Easter. It's a sign of the reality that we live and see in the cycles of life all around us. We see this reality each day. With the turn of the earth, we experience the constant cycle of endings and beginnings, darkness and light. We see it in the seasons of the year, even in the natural life of the world around us. From out Of the cold and the darkness, the light of the sun brings forth new signs of life in blooming flowers, buzzing bees, yes, even clouds of pollen. We experience it in the seasons of our lives when one chapter ends and another begins, like one level of schooling to the next, as our high school seniors will soon experience moving from one place to another, one position to another, as Katie and I did just eight months ago ourselves when we moved here to Wilmington. And yes, moving from regular working vocations to the vocation of retirement. We see embedded around us in God's creation and in the experiences of our own lives the signs that God is in the business of bringing hope out of hopelessness, bringing life from the jaws of death all the time. The signs that through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, from out of the darkness, out of the wilderness, out of exile, and out of emptiness, we can find new hope and light and life. The same life brought out of the Valley of the Dry Bones. The same life brought back to Lazarus and brought by way of deepest love a sign of an even greater life to come. For as Jesus says, I am the resurrection and life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Like Mary and Martha before us, we may say those same words to Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, then my brother would not have died. Like those gathered around, we may ask of Jesus, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Like the people of Israel before us, we may say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. We may say these things or things like them, and as God understood them, God understands us now whenever we cry out with such words as these. And most wonderfully, what great news that for all of us, when stuck in our valleys, not if, but when, when shut in our tombs, and not if, but when, God is with us just as God was there with the people of Israel in their exile as God came to us in Jesus. And God loves us just as deeply as Jesus loved Lazarus, his friend. And like the people of Israel, like Lazarus, like countless others before us, God has the power to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, to raise us from out of our tombs and our valleys. God has the power to raise us and give us life. God is doing this all around us and through us and in us all the time. In the words of that wonderful collect, that we will soon together Pray on Good Friday and at the Great Vigil of Easter. Let us now pray these words together. O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery. By the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation Let the whole world see and know that things which were cast down are being raised up, and things which had grown old are being made new, and that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.